cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy river side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save me from his guilt and power. Hello everyone listening to me. My name is Oluagbemigaolo Oshaya. On 26 December 1981, the Lord Jesus came into my life and brought peace, joy, and forgiveness. For this, I will ever be grateful to him. Then in February 1982, he gave me the grace to serve on his altar as a minister. And in 1993, he commissioned me into a full-time ministry which I have done since then. One day in 2006, I had an unforgettable experience. Returning from a preaching engagement in Elisha, where I was given a very small honor- honorarium that was not enough to fuel my vehicle back to Ibadan. Of course, I don't dictate or reject on Aurelia. Rather, I normally accept it with joy. However, in this particular case, I had spent all I had to fuel the vehicle to that same preaching schedule the previous day, and the tank of my vehicle was empty. It was obvious that after spending everything on fuel, the fuel in the vehicle will definitely not get me to Ibadan. Ordinarily, I will have branch in Ilefe, where I have a number of people. I've served as a pastor there. I have friends. My parents also live in Ife to solicit help. But intentionally, I decided not to. As I began the journey, had a very rude conversation with the Lord. I told him what a poor coordinator he was, that he couldn't finance his work. I also told him to deal with my fair problem because I would do nothing about it. Meaning that wherever the fair finish, I'll be living there. And I was serious. But God waited for me until I passed Ife, maybe to be sure about my seriousness. So somewhere around Ashipa Junction, just as the petrol gauge light came permanently on to indicate less than 10 liters of fuel left, I began to hear a deep sobbing in the vehicle. That time I was driving a Toyota Privia. I still remember very vividly how I turned myself around to check because I was the only passenger in the vehicle. I was shocked and I wonder what 
it was that was sobbing in my vehicle. Twice I parked to recheck the vehicle and confirm that there was nobody in the vehicle. But the sobbing continued. The crying continued. So I asked the Lord, who is crying? Who could be crying in my vehicle? And the Lord confirmed my fears when he said he was the one crying. My first problem was, could the Lord cry? How can you cry? You are God. How can the Lord be crying? And he answered me that he's a person with emotions. Everybody who has emotions can cry. He reminded me that at the tomb of Lazarus, he mourned. At the garden of Gethsemane, he mourned. When he got to Jerusalem and saw the beautiful place, he mourned. And finally, he reminded me that even the Bible said, everyone rejoices when a sinner repents. And anyone who could rejoice could also mourn. And he mourns every time someone he trusts betrays him. So I asked him why he was mourning. And he told me this. He said his church is in a terrible state. That is the church of God in Nigeria. He told me that he gave power to his servants. Some as preachers to heal the sick, to deliver the oppressed, and to bless the world. He gave power to some as financial uh, instruments to finance his work. He gave people to positions, or he gave positions to people to accomplish his plan. However, as soon as they got the power, they betrayed him and converted his power to their selfish plans. Those who were meant to provide money for the work of the gospel littered their compounds with useless cars and waste the resources. Those who were positioned in various sectors of the society as leaders are even worse than unbelievers. To the extent that it is better to have an unbeliever in position of power than a believer. The preachers who have been anointed to bless the world have become lords over the grace. They rape, they kill, they destroy, they do all kinds of things. And he said, consequently, my work is left undone and the kingdom is not moving forward. At that point, the Lord wept profusely and I found myself joining him and crying with God that day in the vehicle. Later, he explained that he had made several efforts to speak to them, but they are adamant in their rebellion. He went ahead to tell me that he will withdraw his power from the church. And for a while, there will be a serious drought of his power until he has replaced those leaders. For me to know that he was the one speaking to me, he told me that I should just drive my vehicle home and ignore the fuel empty lights because the fuel will not finish until he provides me money to buy fuel next week. 
So the vehicle fuel indicator came on at Ashipa Junction, if you know that road very well. And from there, I drove it to Ibadan. Then from Iwo Road, I drove to my house, to this place in Ogundepo here, off Lagos Expressway. When I got home that day, I met a sad news that a partner, Yemi Adeoba, had passed unto glory. And I had to drive to a jaw again from here and back from a jaw to come straight with her family. That was a Saturday. Now, throughout the following week, I still drove the same vehicle until God provided money on Sunday the following week to fuel the tank. I'm sure that 40 liters of fuel will not be enough for all that I did within that period. So it was a miracle. Since that 2006, after that experience, I had been praying about this subject and God had told me so many things. Let me step back a little bit and put things in perspective. Within 1970 and 1985, God announced his plans to use Africa and particularly Nigeria to replace America as the arrowhead of his kingdom expansion drive. That is, Nigeria, God wanted to use Nigeria to be his major instrument in the world. The plan was that, or is that, Nigeria, being a rich nation, will become the financier and the avenger of the gospel. Also, from Africa, particularly Nigeria, voices will be raised to propagate the gospel all over the world. Now, in furtherance of that, God called the attention of Nigeria to the wealth that he had prepared for that reason. The wealth of Nigeria... You know, Nigeria is a very wealthy nation. You don't find plenty of nations that has the kind of wealth that Nigeria has. That wealth, God kept it there so that his gospel can be preached all over the world. Then he raised some individuals in Nigeria within that 1970 and 1985 to make his work happen, to make it happen. Preachers were raised and highly anointed to do it. They were supposed to position and coordinate people in business and politics to make things happen. Unfortunately, those instruments that God raised to make it happen betrayed God. They used God's anointing and platform to build self-ambitions, personal empires, wealth, and fame. And they did almost nothing about the plans of God. They literally became gods of the church and they did everything to please the crowd and to have the crowd. Unfortunately also, 
because this God's messengers failed the devil hijacked the wealth and the business sector in Nigeria the devil took over the political realm of Nigeria and he even established his servants in church ministry in Nigeria and in Africa so you now have all kinds of demonic people who are called pastors in Nigeria and in some other African countries Consequence upon the failure of the church leadership to expand the frontiers of the kingdom of light, we now have Boko Haram and Fulani Hearts men, who are people who ought to have heard the gospel through the church. We now have these ones tormenting Nigeria, and particularly tormenting the church in Nigeria. Resultantly, God had to maintain America as the arrowhead of his kingdom expansion while starting afresh in Nigeria. Recently, after God told me all these things, I stumbled upon a prophetic word by Pa S.G. Elton. And I will read it to you soon. But before I read his prophetic words, let me tell you who he was. I'm sure not everybody knows by Elton. He was British. And God told him in UK, the same UK that we all want to migrate to, God told him there to travel to Elisha and settle there and do ministry. He never had Elisha before. Therefore, he began a great consultation of maps of the world. And eventually, he saw one particular map that had Elisha on. And that was how he began his trip to Nigeria with his wife. He got to Elisha and settled down in March 1937. And since then, he never returned. In fact, he died there around 1986. And was buried even in Elisha there. Along with his wife. Their daughter or his daughter is still alive and living in Elisha. This man that I'm talking about is actually recognized as the real father of Pentecostalism in Nigeria. It is believed that it was his prayers that birthed or stabilized the Babalola's revival of 1938 or thereabouts. And Idaosa also Archbishop Benson Idaosa was this same man that stabilized them, that helped them. He was actually an uncle, if not a father, to both of them, both Babalola and Idaosa. Meanwhile, he was said to have warned both of them of certain excesses or errors in their ministries, which could be the reasons why they both died young. And the works they left behind had issues after them. In essence, the man I'm talking about became the connection point for the nation and the church in Nigeria. At a point in his ministry, he became frustrated about the trend that the Nigeria church was developing. And he cried to God. In answer, God encouraged him and God told him the end of all things from the beginning. God gave him this prophecy. So he said, Nigeria 
and Nigerians will be known for corruption worldwide. But the tide will turn and Nigeria will also be known for righteousness worldwide. Many shall take hold of him that is a Nigerian saying, We will go with you for we have heard that God is with you. I'm putting it because I consider his message as a background and a confirmation for the one God gave to me. Now, what is my message? There is a five-year schedule on Nigeria. There is a five-year schedule that is going on now on Nigeria. There's going to be a period of three years of vengeance. It began 23rd May last year, 2020. That's the reason for all the killings that you have been hearing about. For all the deaths that you have been hearing about. And it will continue till May 2023. 23rd is the date where it started. 23rd May 2020. And I asked the Lord, why is, why is 23rd? And he said, 23 is special because... For 23 years, he had been waiting on the leaders, prophets, priests, and other chosen instruments in Nigeria, and they ignored him. So he gave me a trumpet and told me, blow it on 23rd May, 2020, and I did. That is the message you got about vengeance on people shedding blood. That was the first, and it's still ravaging. They are still dying. And it will continue until 2023. I gave another one on 23rd November about rogues stealing the commonwealth of Nigeria. And that one is slowly beginning to take effect. In the East now, most politicians and leaders are afraid to disclose their identities. Policemen, soldiers don't wear your uniform. Because of danger to their lives it's going to spread across the nation and it will get to a point that even our governors will be afraid to drive siren on the road for their life it's still going on the Lord told me six times six and I said what is that he said that's the prophetic mandate six times six I have been instructed to announce new additions to the vengeance every six months. The vengeance plan, every six months, I must announce something new. Today is 23rd May 2021, and I'm about to announce another one, the third one. And it will continue like that for three years. Within those three years, which is May 2020 to May 2023, Nigeria will experience a lot of turbulence and death because God will be judging various aspects of the nation many names we know now will be taken out of the way at the end of those three years of vengeance there will be two years May 2024 to May 2025 two years of major breakthrough for Nigeria college revival in Nigeria and it will be happening at the same time in the church and in the nation 
at the end of which the status of Nigeria, that status of corruption across the world will have started changing to honor. Immediately after those five years, that is 2020 to 2025, Nigeria will begin to send career and gospel missionaries across the world. And they will be respected everywhere. A few individuals from Nigeria and some from other African nations will assume the position of major crusaders that will go all over the world. In essence, therefore, very soon we will all be proud to be introduced as Nigerians because a new Nigeria will emerge. However, before that happens, the vengeance process is still going on and I have a new aspect to announce. So my real message now is for leaders from the church. My message today is for leaders from the church. Please note that my reference here is not to preachers alone. It includes politicians, academics, civil servants, business tycoons, etc. People who are believers. That's, those are the ones I'm talking to today. Let me give you some scriptures. I'll read just two of them, but I'll give you four so that you can read them later. The first one is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 14, which is a background to what I'm saying. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. It says, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. You can read First Peter chapter 4, verses 14 to 18 also. Particularly verse 17 said, Judgment shall be given from the house of God. First Peter chapter 4, verses 14 to 18. I will not read it because of my time. Ezekiel 34 verses 1 to 10 Ezekiel 34 verses 1 to 10 Let me read that one Ezekiel 34 verses 1 to 10 It says And the word of the Lord came to me saying Son of man Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel Prophesy and say to them Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves should not the shepherds feed the flocks you eat the fat and clothe yourself with the wool you slaughter the fatlings but you do not feed the flock the weak you have not strengthened nor have you healed those who were sick nor bound up the broken nor brought back what was driven away nor sought what was lost but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth. And no one was seeking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God. Surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd 
nor did my shepherds search for my flock but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock therefore O shepherds hear the word of the lord thus says the lord god behold i am against the shepherds and i will require my flock at their hand i will cause them to cease feeding the sheep and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more for i will deliver my flock from their mouths that they may no longer be food for them and then you can read jeremiah 23 9 to 33 jeremiah 23 9 to 33 i will not read that because of my time the lord showed me a vision i saw a palm tree plantation that was quite large and peaceful suddenly as i was enjoying the view bunches of palm fruits started landing on the floor boom boom everywhere it was so alarming and i began to wonder what was happening and the lord said just watch suddenly again a wind began to blow and the bunches or pots of palm fruits were swept down into a flowing river and the river swept them away then the lord instructed me to look at this i mean those trees again and i did and i discovered that the fruits have been replaced then the lord said to me the plantation is my church i am ready to take down the troublesome pots of course it will be painful and the oil will be lost however the replacement is ready and the oil shall soon be restored as I came out from that revelation, the Lord said, the next level of vengeance is upon the leaders of my church. All my servants who understood what I had planned to do in Nigeria, whom I raised and blessed with my great blessings, with grace to accomplish my purpose, but connived with the devil to stop my plan all the present leaders whom i bless with my power my anointing and connection but betrayed me they will not witness nor enter into the new glory i'm taking my church into they abandoned my plan and converted my instrument into their personal use they inherited my grace and did what they liked in my church for about 23 years i have been mourning I tried to reach out to them. I spoke to them directly. I sent others to them, but they ignored me. I enlisted several people to pray for them, but they ignored me completely. Now, the time of mercy has passed for them. I will no longer mourn over them. I will no longer watch helplessly as they rape, abuse, and destroy my church. Unfortunately, over those 23 years, I withdrew my power and my church became very weak and exposed. Now I am ready to collect my church, my grace, anointing, my power and connections from them. None of them will go beyond the three years of vengeance and their places will be taken by others less qualified. What is God saying? I will break it into seven. Number one, there are 12 pillars 
call them special leaders in the church in Nigeria. The Lord said, I have replaced all of them with new ones. He gave me the names of the old ones and gave me the names of the new ones. But I'm not supposed to mention them. The Lord said, within the next two years, I will strengthen the new ones and tear down the old ones. That's number one. Number two, some of our dear fathers of faith who have served as gatekeepers and voices of the church, they are different from the 12 pillars mentioned above. They are also to be taken down and replaced within the next two years. Most of them are well informed already. And as they receive this message, the Spirit will confirm to them. Prepare to go. For those people, the Lord wants you to connect with Him so that you will be able to replace yourself in your denomination. So that you will have the honor David had to put the crown on your successor. Please, sir, don't choose or elect your replacement by yourself so that you will not waste the life of people you love. Don't choose your biological son. Don't choose your spouse or your friend. God is the one that will choose who to replace you. So seek his face and be quick about it. If you choose your people by yourself, they will die before you, said the Spirit of the Lord. Or maybe you are chosen and positioned contrary to the plan of God before now. Please step down quickly because the times are dangerous. And get the right person in position so that you will not be wasted, said the Spirit of the Lord. Number three, some of our fathers who were genuinely called of God but lost their position in action are also to go. Let me get specific because the Lord gave me specifics about that. A. Immorality caught up with some of you and you did not obey the Lord to repent, confess the sin publicly and step aside from it. B. When the Lord will no longer answer your prayers, you follow the pattern of Saul and went to the medium and became an idol worshiper. You use demonic powers to serve on God's altar. You are part of number three. See, money became your Lord and you did several things you were not supposed to do just to have or keep money. Since that time, you have lost the voice of God and money had become the deciding factor of your ministry. You are part of the people I'm talking about. D, people gave you what God did not give you. And for you to keep them, you abandon God and heed and his word and worshipped men. And then the last group, E, maybe because of the difficulties you experienced at the beginning, you and your spouse became the lord of the work and allowed your ambition to run the work. God's opinion never mattered again. You did what you liked until God had no option than to leave the work for you. The Lord said, if you fall into any of these categories or anything like it, 
put your house in order. Set your way with God because you are most likely on the way. Confess your sin publicly. Replace yourself with the person God had chosen to replace you. Maybe God will spare your life. Number four. Some people never received any call from God, but they took up divine assignments in the name of the Lord. Some use occultic power to achieve this. Some use money to achieve this. Some use gimmicks and deceits to achieve this. The Lord said, put your house in order. Set your way with God because you are on your way. What do you do? Confess your sin publicly and replace yourself with the person God had chosen to replace you. Maybe God will spare your life. Number five. You were established in business, in politics, or in any other position of power by God to do his interest. However, you abandoned God's kingdom purpose and did what you wanted. The Lord said, it will replace you. Number six, the Lord has raised and empowered a number of platforms and he will still add more to expose some of your secrets and bring shame upon you and your organizations before you leave finally so that those who worship you will know that the best of men is still a man and so that those replacing you will understand why I am doing this said the Lord of course the image of the church will be ruffled the more and there will be a lot of embarrassment and then number seven if you are a minister and you do not fall into any of the six categories listed above maybe you are one of the people being prepared by God to replace those being discarded please note the following a time is so minimal and you have a little time to get into the assignment it will take a lot of sacrifice and commitment particularly in the studies of the word and aggressive intercessory prayer for the power to rest b don't imitate them some of you are imagining that it is just a change of button however god is very grieved with that generation and you'll be wise not to follow their examples see please don't abuse despise or insult them no one has sent you to judge or punish anyone d don't be like jonathan who stayed too close to saul and died with saul in the name of engracing you they may attempt to keep you under their control please don't be deceived only God will give you the grace. No matter how talented, gifted, or anointed you may be, if you stay too close to Saul, you will die with Saul. And E, snatch your commitment from self and give it completely to the Lord. The entire church operation is about Jesus, not about any of us we have the responsibility to bring back the king to his throne in the church <sighs> meanwhile if you are not a minister 
And most of the things stated above don't really concern you directly. Let me tell you what concerns you. In spite of ongoing vengeance in the nation, God is raising new sets of instruments to use. Some will handle wealth for him. Some will handle political power for him. Some will handle civil service positions for him. Some will handle spiritual powers for him. Some will become great influencers for him and so on. I desire that you will qualify for any of this. And of course, you know, no man can make himself or herself to become what God had not had marked for. But unless you qualify for it, you can never enter into it. Therefore, this is not a time to break vows or promises that you made to God. Because people like that can never enter into it. This is not a time to fail payment of tithes. Because people who worship money can never enter into it. This is not a time to say no when God is requesting sacrifice. It is only people who are committed by sacrifice that will enter into it. God may begin to demand strange personal offerings from you within these five years. Please don't refuse. Finally, if you live in sin, you don't belong to God. And he will not consider you for his plans. Therefore, please deal with those secret sins in your life. And the Lord will help you. Thanks for listening to me. On 23rd November, I will announce another dimension of vengeance. Please share this one with every minister and believers that you know. Because it is more for us believers than for unbelievers. God bless Nigeria. God bless and strengthen his church. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord.